Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. met someone and you think that they're really great and you wanted them to ask you out or ask you out again for that matter, but then they don't. And it makes you feel horrible, unwanted. And you see someone you're seriously attracted to at Starbucks. And just as you finally work up the nerve to go and start that conversation, they leave or they start texting or talking to someone else, or you're talking to a great guy or a girl at a barbecue, and it feels like you're really connecting, things are going awesome, then the conversation just stops and they move on and they talk to someone else. And suddenly you feel a little embarrassed and wondering why you let yourself get so carried away. Well, whatever it is, you are left with intense feelings of not being good enough and rejected. And the truth is, the more of these instances that occur, the more we reject ourselves, the more we believe that not being good enough is true. And by doing that, we remove any possibility of an eventual successful connection with someone you might really like who might be really great for you. And it goes directly into that quote unquote, I'm not good enough feeling so many have, which leads me to talking about this topic today. You know, giving up hope way before anything ever has a chance to happen because of those intense feelings. It can be debilitating. And what's more important, what shows up in your love life usually reflects on how you feel overall. This is not just specific to dating. So that's what I want to talk about today. You might be beating yourself up and thinking that somehow you should be more, that you should be doing more, be better or you don't measure up in your own mind. And often these intense feelings stem from messages we received growing up. And you know I talk about this often. I thought it'd be helpful to just, for those of you who suffer this syndrome, understand where it's coming from. And we find ourselves playing out these old tapes over and over and over again. It actually comes from a child who is trying to fix an adult problem. So for instance, if you grew up in an alcoholic or an abusive family, as a child, your goal was to fix mom or dad so you could be loved or cared for, which you were craving because you weren't getting it. So, you, you know, in your mind, you were saying to yourself, oh, if only I was a better kid, this would not be happening. Or if I did better in school, my parents wouldn't fight anymore. Or if I listened to my parents' problems, maybe they'll be less stressed. And if I do more chores or housework, maybe mommy won't be so sad. If I become a great soccer player, maybe daddy won't drink so much beer because he will want to come to my game. So trying to fix it and trying to be that better kid, or maybe it was the opposite. You may act out to get your parents focus on you, but in the end, whichever the case is, you learned and internalized that no matter what you do, you can't fix their problems. And guess what? 
it's never good enough. It's just an empty kind of feeling, right? You, you try all these things and, and it's like that dancing frog. <laughs> He'll do everything just to get the validation from the parents. But in the end, it just doesn't feel good enough. And so that's how we think later on as adults. But here's the thing, like old tapes, they can be erased and it can be re- kind of almost re-recorded into new messages so that you are left with more self-love and confidence. And that's what attracts people to you. When you feel good about yourself, so will others. I have been working with this beautiful woman and, you know, we kind of got in touch a couple months ago. She really dealt with some pretty significant upbringing. I mean, we all have stuff. Um, But, you know, in her case, it was really abusive growing up. She experienced and saw a lot of physical hitting, um, a lot of yelling, criticizing one another. Her sibling tried to commit suicide, so all the attention got put onto her sibling. So guess what? She took on the role of being the strong one. I mean, she couldn't afford, especially being the child in the child's eye, anything more that would disrupt the system. So she took it upon herself to be the calm one. She would be the caretaker. She almost became the mini parent to her parents when things were so erratic or if they were upset about her sibling. And she remembers being independent and doing this since six years old. And she had no comfort whatsoever from her parents, despite what she tried and what she did. So she learned to self-soothe and She really poured all her energy into succeeding in school. And then, of course, later on in life, helping others and being the breadwinner, even in her marriages and other relationships. So here was the problem is that she was playing this old tape over and over again, and she continued to attract abusive and highly critical people who put her down and treated her poorly. But, you know, she was saying to me, Kim, I don't know any other way. I don't know what love is. I, I deep down know that I don't even think that I deserve it. Even though intellectually she knew that it was like those old messages, messages, she didn't know how to reprogram that. And because she didn't have a frame of reference, she would accept glimpses of good times with people. Or like if there was one or two little qualities that she found in a guy, she would hang on to them and she would hang on to them for dear life and way too long. So we started working together about the time she met this new person. Um, And this guy lived out of town. And, you know, within a couple of sessions, I recognized, I was trying to help her recognize how this was yet again, another guy with a different mask who was treating her poorly, not giving her enough in what she deserves. So we really started working on empowerment and feeling good about herself, even though she was kind of getting something out of it and that was okay. But then things started turning really bad. And he started showing those signs where she's, you know, and this is what usually happens in these relationships she finds herself in. So we did a cost benefit analysis. We kind of mapped out what was good for her, what was not. And she realized in the end that she had to get rid of him. 
Well, I hadn't talked to her for a while and to my surprise and happily so, she said she got rid of them. And during that time that I hadn't talked to her, she like bought a new apartment, life is going good. She was going out, like all the things that we were planning together. And she recognized that she had to do building her own life up so that she wasn't dependent on a man or a relationship to fill herself up. This is crucial, especially when you grow up kind of with those feelings of emptiness, you have to learn how to fill yourself up and not depend on anybody. And this should be really everybody. Everybody should feel that way. But for her, or if you grew up in a situation like her, this is extremely hard. So as she was going out and about with her friends, guess what? She meets a guy and, you know, really excited that she attracted a guy just organically. And actually he had a lot of qualities that was missing in the last one. So, you know, she was getting a little bit better, but then I'd say a couple weeks in, she started seeing the red flags again. He would start criticizing her, blaming her. Um, the moods would go up and down. And so when I finally just had our call recently, she was confused. She's like, you know, I know this doesn't feel right. And I recognize the patterns, but I'm still confused. What do I do? I, we're supposed to go away together on this trip. So again, we did the cost benefit analysis and I am so proud of her. I mean, this really is a success story and I truly believe it's going to keep getting better. Very quickly, she was able to recognize her patterns and falling into this guy and what she was doing to contribute to that cycle. And she did the cost benefit analysis and she said, Oh my gosh, I have to get rid of them. And so right after our call, she did. And you know what she said, and this is, this is the thing that I always tell people, we may recognize it intellectually, but we have to have corrective experiences. We have to put ourselves into action and we have to have accountability so that you break those patterns so that you reprogram yourself so that you can start feeling some success, but also something different, actually attracting something different in your life. Now, deep down, you know that even though you have made mistakes in your life, as we all do, I want you to know that you are a good person, just like my client is. And she, she was recognizing that. And what I was so proud of her about is that she did it so much faster than the last guy. So to me and to her, that was a win. That was progress. So instead of this going on and on and on like she normally would because she was hanging on to the crumbs, she got rid of them in five weeks. That was progress. So you are good enough. If, if you are one of those people who are constantly beating yourself up, know that you are good enough. You do deserve better. You just need to do the deeper work to reprogram those old messages. This is so important because when you learn to let go of the baggage you've been carrying, and it's heavy, let me tell you, this stuff is really heavy. But when you learn to let go of it and you recognize your strengths, your self-worth, then you will date like you're the bomb, like you're queen bee, like you're the alpha guy and will demand more for yourself because you know inherently that you deserve it. You will no longer accept the crumbs. You will attract or attract those toxic people in your life. You will have the cake and share it with someone worthy. 
And I, I can hear what you're thinking. Cause I always do. <laughs> you're probably like Kim, that's all great in theory. And I know in my head that I should feel better about myself, but no matter what I try and it's hard to teach an old dog, new tricks, those gremlins, those voices in my head are so loud. I don't know how to override that knowledge and that desire to do so. I just don't see how I can overcome something I've been struggling with my whole life. Well, here's the thing. If you believe that you can't overcome it, then guess what? You're right. You are absolutely right. hundred percent correct. You won't. It is normal to try to deny and rationalize and believe all the stuff that's in our heads. And it's actually easier to take it on yourself than to stand in the courage of your own truth and experience and resolve your own trauma. But I'm here to say that many people who have had the courage to do the hard work have recovered and have been able to release the burden of carrying this emotional baggage of their families of origin. You know that I harp on this all the time. You know, I like to make connections about our past and how they are connected to the future and the choices we make, the patterns that get created. But it's not to dwell on it, to stay there. It's to understand where these things are coming from. So then we can move forward and disrupt that pattern so that we can create something different in our lives. And when people do this, they realize the message was wrong, that it was not their fault. It is a distorted reality that they had to buy into to survive a dysfunctional environment. And I know you can do that too. Know that it was simply a survival technique, which served you at a certain time, but it's not valid any longer. It, I mean, here's the thing. It's time to wrap all that shit up. Excuse my language, but I just, I am very passionate about this. <laughs> wrap it up, put a bow on it. And lovingly give it back to that person who fed you those feelings of not being good enough. It's simply not yours to carry. It's too heavy. And it's not yours. Give it back to them. That was passed on to them by somebody else, their parents, their friends growing up. And stop passing the baton. Because if you don't give it back, you're going to keep passing it on. So it's time to break the pattern. It's, it's only then that the negative message of I'm not good enough begins to unravel and there's relief. I mean, it does take time. It takes practice like anything else that you do that you have success around. And you have to put yourself into action around things that are different than what you're doing. And that's why most of my clients get success because they have that determination and that drive to override the pain. So know that you are good enough. You deserve better. You just need to do the deeper work to reprogram those old messages. So I want to start you off. I mean, if this is starting to motivate you, there are simple steps to work on towards feeling not only good enough, but you can feel amazing even just doing these five things that I want to go over. So here's the thing. Overall, the key is to fill yourself up so that you stop depending on what others think of you or relying on that outside validation. Look, we all love and crave and need that outside validation. I mean, we like when our bosses say, good job. And we like when our partner says, I love your eyes. 
but it's not that we have to rely on it. That's the difference. It's knowing you are good enough and that is what will be attractive to somebody. Fantastic. Okay. So number one, and I've talked about this before in different ways, but this is really important, especially with these conversations in your head, find your strengths. You know, most clients usually bring me a laundry list of what kind of woman or man they want and what they must have, you know, it's the laundry list. And it's great to think about, you know, the kind of partner you would like and the qualities they must have, but it's important to understand who you are first. I've gotten on many calls with people. I just talked to somebody last week and, you know, she was listing all these things that she wanted in a guy. And I asked her about her and like what she was looking for and and who she is. And I mean, it just was, she was blank. Like she, she couldn't even come up with anything. So, you know, instead of focusing on the woman or the man first, you got to focus on you. I tell my clients often, this is a great exercise. All of you can do write a list of things that you're good at in like kind of different areas of your life. You can do, you know, your career, your talents, your skills, your personality traits. And here's a really good one. And often it's a hard one what you offer in a relationship. You have strengths in different parts of you. It's not just what you can do for somebody or it's not just your eyes. There's many, many things about you that are awesome. And, you know, this can be challenging for a lot of people, but I find once people recognize their own strengths, getting what they want is a lot easier. And this exercise also helps you come from a place of confidence so that when you're feeling anxious or you're uneasy about dating, you think of all the great qualities you have. And and a lot of times those insecurities will go away. You know, right before you walk in on a date or a social event, take out that list, remind yourself so that you go in like Queen B, like Alpha Guy. Knowing your strengths and accomplishments will also assist you in getting clarity on who deserves you. So this is a really important one. All right, number two, discover your passions and positive influences. You know, once you hone in on your strengths, Focus on the activities and hobbies that can make you feel good and most of all confident. So connecting with your passions will help you find the things that make you internally happy. Focus on yourself and and even other people, like like like-minded people. Have conversations and, you know, being around other people who share similar interests who are positive people, who are not negative Nellies, who have high self-value, who aren't like you know, constantly putting themselves down. When you circulate with people like that, it's going to help you feel greater about yourself, increase your self-worth and a sense of connection. So it, it really goes hand in hand. So the external things, the things around you are just as important as your internal. And you can actually get to know more about yourself through taking, you know, talking openly with others. And, you know, I always harp on that. Sharing things about yourself and connecting with people so that they're going to be able to share with you, that helps you feel more connected in the world. And that experience of intimacy really does come from conversations with others. We are 
you know, humans are wired to be with other people. I think when you isolate yourself, you don't feel good enough, you know, you're, you're kind of pulling in, that's when depression sets in. And so, you know, getting out of your house, getting out of your cocoon and your mindset are really important. So that's number two. Number three be body confident. Of course, you know, I'm going to talk about this. A lot of people focus on what they don't like about their body rather than what they do. It's really important to try and break out of that negative cycle and just see the things that you, you know, just if you look at the things you don't like, zone in on the things you do like, you know, what, look in the mirror and ask yourself, what do you love about you? Is it your eyes? Is it your hair? Is it your legs? Is it your butt? own it. Once you know what you love about your body, then you'll know how to showcase it. And that's what I love doing when I'm shopping with people, you know, really taking a hard look in the mirror before we even put on clothes. And I say, you know, look, look in the mirror. What, what are some items on your body that you would enjoy showing? You know, so if it's your legs, then you know to get more shorter skirts or tight pants to showcase that. It makes such a difference in the way that you'll see yourself, that others will see you. And again, it'll increase your confidence. You know, if you like your strong, shapely calves or toned arms, write that down, own it, say it in the mirror, dress in a way so it showcases those parts. And, you know, don't feel shameful around feeling beautiful around those things. You know, and finally, one of the best things you can do to feel more body confident is understanding the body type that you have. And I don't know if a lot of you know this, but I offer a free body type booklet. And this is a great way that you can get started, you know, understanding what your body type is. So I encourage you, I have, you know, a guide for men. It's a man's fashion manifesto, a guide for women, and it's called a sexy body shape guide, go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, download that and just get started with something very tangible. Understand your body. And I go over different clothes that flatter that figure and some of the clothes to stay away from. Again, that will help you see yourself as beautiful and handsome. Okay. The fourth tip is stop comparing yourself to others. Oh, this is a big one. Okay. I recognize it's particularly hard in this world today to filter out all of the outside noise and pull in and look at yourself with social media, depicting nearly picture perfect lives and Photoshop faces. It's easy to get caught up in the vacuum of other people's lives in comparison to yours. But when you compare yourself you feel undervalued and less than anything. And so I often tell my clients, you know, go on a social media fast. Go on a social media fast. Go on a dating app fast. Anything that you're doing where you're like numbing out and you're seeing all these people. And what happens is that you're losing focus of yourself and you're like more focused on what other people have going on. By going on a fast, it'll force you to focus on you. And it's amazing how lack of screen time can help you detox from that and have a fresh perspective of your life. Be grateful what you have every day. And I'm, this isn't me. I mean, you know, many gurus out there and experts talk about the gifts of gratitude every day. Notice what you're grateful for, for your life, for you, for your health, for your beauty, for what you offer people. 
you know, spend time doing things you enjoy, reviewing your strengths, you know, every single day, find new ones, brag about yourself, be around other people who lift you up and not put you down. And the fifth tip, and this is a really great one to do, and I honestly have people do this almost every day as a ritual, is replace negative thoughts with dialogue of empowerment. So your inner critic is made up of a lot of negative talk. We, we all have that. And when it gets so loud, that's when it kind of overcomes you and those feelings of not being good enough take over. And those are the messages you heard from childhood and you've internalized. So there's common judgments that, you know, like, oh, don't do that. Or people won't like you and will be upset with you. Or you need to work harder or you're not smart enough or you're not lovable. Those are the gremlins. Those are the inner critic. And it's time to have a dialogue with the inner critic and say to him, this is not true. (laughs) I don't believe you. Turn him off. Deaden him in your mind and in your head. um, And really replace it with words of movement, with positivity. So, you know, when you tell yourself, and this is something that we all do, and I know, I mean, this is just human nature. Oh, yeah, I should do that, or I ought to do that, or I have to do that. Replace that with, I am going to do that. I can do that. I will do that, you know, and I'll throw myself under the bus here. Do you know how long I said, yeah, I should do a podcast, but yeah, other people are better than me. I'm not good enough to do a podcast on my own. Who'd want to hear just me talking and not somebody else? Well, here I am and you're listening to me. And I turn that should into I will. And here we are at the Charisma Quotient. So I'm just saying, even me, who you're listening to, had that inner critic. Um, and so here's an example. There's this kind of old tape mes- um, exercise that I give a lot of people. And in one column, you can put all the messages you got growing up. And then in the other column, you debunk those myths. So if you said, you're not smart enough, was the message you got, then change that into you are smart enough, evidenced by having a master's degree and that I run a company. Or if you had a message that you're not lovable somehow, then change that to I'm lovable because I offer generosity and support in a relationship and a friendship. So whatever that is, be specific and name something that you are good enough in. All right. I hope that was helpful. And you can always rewind and and jot those down, take notes. Even if you try one thing, that's something that you haven't tried before and you're already changing. All right. Now it's time to read a letter that definitely um, relates to this topic. It's from Vicki. And she says, I am fearful and avoidant since childhood. So I withdraw from people. My mother growing up was highly critical of me and her moods would go up and down. I never really quite knew what to do to please her. So I poured all my energy into being the good girl and excelling in school. Today, I am quite successful and I manage a large company. But despite my current achievements, I still have this underlying feeling that I need to do more. This leaks into my love life for sure because I always end up in relationships where I feel belittled and not important, which feeds into my low self-esteem. 
I want to feel better about myself and attract a great partner. I just don't know how to break this vicious cycle. Oh, Vicki. Okay. So that sounds really painful. Um, and I can tell that you've done some beautiful work on yourself because you've made some connections to your childhood and your feelings of not being good enough. So I'm really proud of you for recognizing that your feelings of low self-worth tie into something outside of you, but it is affecting your current relationships and lack thereof. So here's the thing. You're spending way too much time achieving in these areas of your life to feel better, but it's an empty pit. So just as it was when you were a child trying to achieve in school to gain mom's love, and that's what you're replicating in your adult life. You are not loved for what you do. You are loved for who you are. You just have to learn how to prove to yourself that you are enough by loving yourself unconditionally without judgment. And that is when others will too. So here's some tips that I highly recommend specific to what you're just telling me now without knowing you at all. Um, Take a look at how you're living. You know, are you taking time for things that bring you joy? Are you eating and moving? Are you feeling healthy, energetic? Are you sleeping enough? I mean, practicing self-care is crucial for busy and successful women like you because you'll run yourself ragged. And by doing that, it forces you not to like stop and really take care of yourself or think about you. And and then you don't even see that as valuable. So you got to start seeing your time, your health, all of those things as valuable. Number two, write a list of things you love about yourself that have nothing to do with work or accomplishments. So for you, I would focus on personality, what you offer in relationships, what you love about your body, your image, all of those things that have nothing to do with tasks. That's really, really important. Um, Finally, I'd love for you to date solely for the purpose of collecting data and start noticing who values you. I know that sounds kind of cold and cruel probably in your mind because I know you're a caretaker on top of it. Um, But, you know, I want you to start paying attention to who asks you questions about what you like, who pays attention to what you say, who wants to please you. People who don't feel good enough tend to date by focusing on pleasing their date rather than what pleases them. because you know, you're worth it. And I want you to see that all of these things will prove to yourself that you are. And I promise you, you'll start, you know, shifting in, first of all, how you feel about yourself, but also who you are attracting. The important thing to keep in mind is that the negative messages you received in the past is negatively influencing how you feel about yourself today. And that's not helpful, nor is it valid. This also could be preventing you from finding love. To counteract those old beliefs, I encourage you to start these exercises, to start loving yourself and feeling sexy and confident in your own skin every single day. And when this happens, it opens a door of freedom. It provides a path to hope, healing, understanding. It opens more and more windows of opportunities to create the life that you want and most importantly, that you deserve. 
You are good enough. You deserve better. You just need to do the deeper work to reprogram these old messages. So as always, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. And if you listen to this and it struck a nerve because of those feelings of not being good enough, and sign up for a free breakthrough call with me, which you can book right here by clicking on the link in the show description. So I can help you with an action plan towards change so you can date successfully. I just got off the phone yesterday with someone who has been listening to this podcast for two years. And she kept saying to herself, I should sign up with Kim. I should take advantage of this breakthrough call. Well, she turned that should into reality. She hopped on the phone and she signed up for coaching. And she said, I just got an email from her today. She said, I don't know what it was. Even after that first call, I'm already changing. I already feel better. This can happen to you too, but it does does take you taking action, right? So... Remember, you have, you know, you have to want to change so you can override that pain you might be experiencing in all aspects of your life. And of course, stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. 